0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Man Woman Movie. This is a podcast where we take turns picking movies
1: and no matter what the movie
0: is, we both agree to watch it and review it. That's right. I'm Jason Halls and I'm Aaron Halls. And this is a very special episode. It's our 10th episode anniversary.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. 10th episode. 10.
0: We've made it this far. So, you know, I looked up online and it says for 10th anniversaries, mm-hmm. the theme is diamonds. I didn't know that. Yeah. So diamonds kind of influenced my pick. Okay. Close your eyes, hold out your hands. Diamonds are forever.
1: Oh, she- 007.
0: Sean Connery, James Bond. Oh, okay. So you said in a previous episode that you have never seen a Bond film.
1: That's exactly what I was thinking when I first saw this. I have never seen a James Bond movie,
0: so this actually fills a couple categories. It fits our episode anniversary category, mm-hmm. and it gets you to see a Bond film. And this one looks good. I, I was looking online at the trailer and everything, and it looks like there's some crazy action. Why don't you read the description oh. there on the back? Okay.
1: A fortune in stolen diamonds thrusts James Bond into action in this thrilling adventure. Sean Connery returns as Agent 007 and teams up with the beautiful Tiffany Case, Jill St. John, to prevent his nemesis, Blofeld. Blofeld, Charles Gray, from using the diamonds in a deadly laser satellite. Ooh, laser satellites, huh?
0: Diamonds, laser satellites. I don't think we can go wrong with this one. And I looked up one of the characters' names in the movie, Plenty O'Toole.
1: Uh That poor guy.
0: No, girl. That's one of the Bond... I think it's a Bond girl.
1: That's her. I a, think it's her on the cover. A girl's name is Plenty O'Toole?
0: Plenty O'Toole.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so this should be a lot of fun. Hi, I'm Plenty. But of course you are. Plenty O'Toole. Named after your father, perhaps. Diamonds are forever. So what'd you think? Sean Connery was a stud. He was pretty in control most of the time, but I think that's kind of how Bond's supposed to be. Yeah. This was the first Bond movie I'd seen in this, like, era. I think the first Bond movie I saw was Pierce Brosnan.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. He was Bond.
0: Yeah, and I remember, at the time, really liking him as a choice to play Bond because he was really smooth. But uh, since, you know, I've seen Daniel Craig yeah. now, and I've seen Sean Connery, and I kind of like the more rough and tumble kind of bond.
1: And who do you think is more rough and tumble?
0: Well, I think Daniel Craig and, and uh, Connery are both kind of cut from the same cloth. Okay. And Pierce Brosnan's more sort of stylish. and He's more, yeah. He, I don't think he has the machismo that Connery and... Daniel Craig do.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I never saw one with Pierce in it, but he seems like he's more of the Don Draper.
0: Yeah, suave. Yeah, but not so tough. Yeah, I thought the beginning of the movie was incredibly fast-paced, where Bond's punching out people all over the world and like hunting yes. down Blofeld.
1: But the the fight scenes, I I'm sorry, and I'm I'm afraid I'm going to be offending a lot of the james bond fans out there but the fight
0: scenes were horrendous they're a little rough it, it kind of reminded me of star trek you know when shatner would get in a fight it's just very um erratic movements yes. and very dramatic <laughs> like overblown kind of movements in for the fight scenes
1: well not even the movements themselves it was the way people would die. Okay, so the mud bath one in the beginning. I, th- I think that was the very first death mm. where he's in the mud bath and he, and he comes out of the mud and he's got the pistol. The
0: pistol raises up out of the mud.
1: Right. <laughs> and so, of course, Bond sees it because he's badass. And so he comes and he turns on the mud and it comes out of that pipe.
0: It's like a big ice cream dispenser.
1: You know what? That's a great way of describing it. It's
0: like chocolate soft serve (laughs) ice cream flowing down onto his head.
1: But it's it's a thin stream of chocolate ice cream mud in a big tub. And it comes on top of this guy's head. He could easily move out of the way.
0: Or just sit up and get (laughs) up. He doesn't. Yeah, you're right. No. He
1: just kind of like struggles and shuffles around and yells and
0: then just... Dies well, and okay. So in that beginning scene, in that scene, the whole idea is Bond is searching the world over for Blofeld and finds him. And Blofeld's making clones of himself, and somehow the procedure that's going on involves submerging somebody in mud, yeah. in this weird mud.
1: So like a face off thing. I'd like to take his his face.
0: Pretty much, yeah. It was just like a face-off So he he wasn't
1: cloning himself. No. He was just doing a face-off. It was a face-off. What was this? The seventh
0: Bond movie? Diamonds Are Forever, seventh Bond movie. The prior one did not have Sean Connery. This one did. And then at the end of this movie, they already knew they were rolling into the next one. But that's when Roger Moore took over. You know, this one for him was kind of more of a paycheck. And it was more about getting um, a deal with United Artists to develop other projects that he wanted to do. So he wasn't like super, super excited to come back, but he got like a big payday out of it, got a development deal out of it. So he did okay.
1: What what year was this one? Was it 71?
0: Yes. So overall, I, I did enjoy this. I, I will say like this one kind of made me more interested in maybe watching some of the older Bond movies? I liked him as Bond. I did too. I I really did. So if the consensus is that this was kind of just his paycheck Bond movie, I'd kind of be interested to see some of the ones where, you know, maybe he was more into it. Yeah. In this film, the idea is just generally Bond is jumping into a diamond smuggling ring and trying to find out who's behind it and what's going on with it. Diamonds are being smuggled out of mines in South Africa, mm-hmm. and it, the viewer gets to see that that's happening via a dentist and yeah. some couriers that come and pick up the diamonds. Right. And the, this,
1: they're the miners, right? Yeah,
0: the miners like hide them in their mouth or in their shoes, and then the dentist will take the diamonds. The dentist takes a bunch of them, and he'll go to a place where uh, he'll drop them off to a guy in a helicopter, and then they sneak them into the United States, and and so Bond is trying to track down the flow of these diamonds. We are introduced to two assassins. Yes. Early on, who. Dumb are, and dumber. <laughs> they're going around killing everybody that's involved with the diamond heists, with the smuggling. One of them is a guy. His, well, his character name is Mr. Kid, played by Putter Smith.
1: His name is Putter. His
0: name is Putter. And evidently, Putter is a huge jazz musician. So that was Wait, something interesting. Wait, which one was he? Was he, he was, the one with the crazy hair? Yeah, he oh. had the crazy hair. Okay. Um, He is an accomplished jazz musician. The other guy, Mr. Wint, is Bruce Glover, and that's Crispin Glover's dad. Oh! Yeah. Oh,
1: that's kind of neat. I thought
0: that was cool. So they are going around killing everyone associated. They're dropping, like, scorpions down people's shirts. <laughs> They're blowing up helicopters. Yes. Just sort of closing off this smuggling loop. Yeah. And uh, I I enjoyed the fact in the film, they refer to each other as Mr. Kidd and Mr. Wint. Like, this is a great podcast, Mr. Wint. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Kidd. (laughs) So I'm going to start referring to you as Mrs. Hulse for this entire podcast. Okay, okay. Um,
1: I'm still going to call you Jay.
0: Okay. (laughs) Bond ends up taking the uh, role of this known diamond smuggler. That they tell him may be involved with this. So it's a guy named Franks. So Bond becomes Franks. Yeah. And the government takes Franks into custody. And the bon, real Franks. The real Franks. And Bond is getting ready to go to Holland to meet up with this woman. And then we see Moneypenny, who's a, a sort of a staple of the Bond series, too. But she's only in the one scene. I, th- I would, thought there'd be more Moneypenny. Um, yeah, so he heads, heads over to Holland. And the assassins are there killing everybody involved and Bond meets up with Tiffany Case
1: yes Tiffany Case and the reason that that was her name was because that's where her mom gave birth yeah. right she gave birth to Tiffany Case in a Tiffany store while picking out an engagement ring <laughs> <laughs> so Bond goes in and she says I'll be right back and of course she's scantily clad <laughs> Says, help yourself to something to drink. He goes and he grabs a glass, makes himself a drink. She comes out looking totally different. She's a, a, a brunette at this point. Grabs his glass, says, I'll, "I'll get you some ice." So she goes into her room and immediately starts dusting for prints and takes like a, a, a photo of it. Mm-hmm. Takes a photo of the print and then puts it in like a little machine.
0: Yeah, in her uh, like on her like armoire. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, she has like a just, thumbprint
0: scanner right
1: and turns out that bond's thumbprint is an exact match for this frank's uh this frank's thumbprint what, what's his first name
0: peter i think i think it was peter frank
1: Pe- peter frank yeah it's an exact match for peter frank's thumbprint so she's thinking okay this is the guy so puts ice in his glass brings it back out to him he immediately figures it out he kind of sees the powder on it smells it and, and he knows okay this this chick is is checking me out
0: so as it turns out q you know the inventor for the british government that gives bond all of his cool gadgets gave him fake fingerprints
1: which was awesome by the way because i was confused I was like, well, "Wait a minute. I thought that's not really him." And then when he goes back to the hotel and is peeling his thumbprint off, I was like, "That's awesome."
0: Q's pretty smooth. Um so everybody in the movie pretty much has great technology. Bond has awesome tech, you know, through Q. Um Tiffany Case has this thumbprint scanner she got from somewhere. Yeah. Um Blofeld has awesome technology. What, what technology could we use? What would make our lives super easy?
1: Oh my gosh. Like, we don't think about this every single day. Yeah. Well, for you, I know how much you hate traffic.
0: Yeah, I'd hate traffic.
1: You, you don't get upset too easily, but when it comes to traffic, you get upset. So, for you, a teleporter.
0: A teleporter would be awesome. <laughs> yes. Anything that could get me to work uh, on, like, just without having to go through my commute. Like, at all. Like, even if it was a 10-minute commute, if it's crappy traffic, it just, you don't want to do that. So, yeah, a teleporter would be awesome. What about for you? What would you, what could you use?
1: Um, I I never get enough sleep. Could there be something with that?
0: Yeah, well, sure. Like, we're talking super spy tech. You could uh, have some sort of enhanced sleep machine. Ooh,
1: yes, done. I think that would solve... 98
0: percent of my problems (laughs) um you know if there's any listeners out there maybe tell us what kind of super tech you would like that would make your life easier yeah some idea we could take to shark tank or something (laughs) steal from you (laughs) um so as bond you know is peeling his thumbprints off he's talking to q and q says well hey guess what the peter franks the real peter franks Mm. escaped custody yeah bond knows he's going to be on his way to tiffany case's place right and sure enough he is bond races back there well
1: hold on first while he's waiting for the real peter franks to come he's waiting outside for him <laughs> oh yeah yeah true and he's doing the the old turn around and and put your hands behind your back crossover and rub your back like you're you're making out with someone, <laughs> <You> <laughs> and know, everyone falls for it. <laughs> we, we
0: just got done talking about like Bond super technology, and then sometimes it's just the simple things, the simple deception, a disguise. Yep, it's just you look like you're making out with somebody with your own hands, and it's fine. So they both get into the same elevator to go up to Tiffany's. Okay, I actually thought this fight was good. Like, yeah. Because it was really enclosed, and it was this elevator that was going up and down, and they were sort of duking it out, and there was a gun involved, and eventually um, they spill out into the hallway outside the elevator, and Bond nails the guy in the face, sprays the guy in the face with, with a, a fire extinguisher. Yes. And then he's tripping around, and, and he falls over the railing, and Bond like throws the fire extinguisher down after
1: yeah and it's just slowly like blowing into his face
0: yeah so that is when bond and tiffany decide okay well this is how we're going to smuggle all these diamonds that, that she had that tiffany has well back uh, into the united states
1: yes but tiffany looks in this this guy's pocket and bond was uh pretty slick and slipped some of his information in. so tiffany thinks that James Bond actually killed James Bond.
0: She's kind of on alert about this. Like She's like, you don't just kill James Bond. Yes. And so he plays it off and they decide we're going to smuggle the diamonds into the United States, into Los Angeles through the body, like through that process of taking the body back to America. And so that's what they do. And it's at the airport that Bond meets um, a CIA guy named Felix and I th- Felix must be in other movies because they knew each other. yeah, they knew each other and I just got the feeling that this was something someone that he's oh, okay. met before.
1: okay, like a continuation of a character he, in a relationship. I, I feel like it,
0: yeah, I, I, he maybe he's a recurring guy. There are some guys waiting for, for Bond at the airport in a big hearse. So they take the body with the diamonds and Bond and they drive out into the desert to a mortuary where they're supposed to, you know, transfer the diamonds. They put the body and everything into the cremation tube. Yeah. And Bond's waiting, and like 30 seconds later, this guy comes out with an urn full of diamonds. <laughs> Bond knows he's supposed to place it somewhere. It's the two assassins that hit him over the head, right? As yes. he's placing, it's Mis- Mr. Went and Mr. Yeah. Kit, right, Mrs. Souls? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yes, Mr.
0: Souls. They put Bond into a coffin, and they're going to send him into the cremation machine. Yeah. And that was actually pretty interesting because I I was like, I have no idea how he's going to get out of that. He's in the cremation tube. He's catching fire. But then the guy who runs the mortuary and the dude who's supposed to pick up the urn of diamonds, his name was like Acorn or something like that. They pull him out. So they they save him. Otherwise, he'd be dead. Shady tree. That's what it is. Oh,
1: yeah. Shady tree. Yeah, because the girls that are in his... Act oh, they Yeah, those are his acorns. Okay,
0: they say the diamonds you brought us are fake.
1: Did Bond know that they were fake? Uh,
0: you know, that's something that they don't make clear either. It kind of seems like he didn't, and he just played it off. Yeah, because... I think to- the CIA took the real diamonds. Because he calls Felix, and he's like, I need these real diamonds. Yes. And so they have to do, like, another meeting. Um, so Bond ends up going to Vegas.
1: Stays at the Tropicana
0: yeah okay do you remember to talk about shady tree dying or
1: mr kid and mr went went are told don't hurt him we need him alive because the diamonds are fake right we need him alive until we get the real ones and then all of a sudden in the next scene they show him on the ground
0: yeah because they killed him on and before they knew that
1: oh is that why he said well that's a real inconvenience yeah because <laughs> they, they had already killed, killed him. Killed him. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Yep. So the Mister Went and Mister Kid already did the job. They killed Shady Tree. So I don't know what the Acorns are going to do without him. <laughs> Bond it goes to the casino to have some fun, mm-hmm. and he starts doing some high stakes craps playing. I guess right. Yeah. And who do we meet at the craps table? We meet. <laughs>
1: Plenty O'Toole.
0: Wait, what's her name? Plenty O'Toole. (laughs) If Tiffany Case got her name because she was born on the floor of a Tiffany's, (laughs) I can only imagine how Plenty O'Toole got her name. And I will say... For Miss O'Toole. I think she kind of got robbed in this movie.
1: Oh, she absolutely got robbed in this movie.
0: As you pointed out, she's on the cover. Yeah. She's a Bond girl. Yes. She's in one scene. Yes. Alive. Alive. Right. So she hooks up with Bond like real quick because she's a gold digger.
1: Yes. She hears him wanting change for
0: 10000 Yep. And she's all over that. And Bond gives her five grand of his winnings just like, hey, here's five thousand for you, and yeah. then she decides we should probably go to your suite and have a drink. <laughs> and Bond's just like a drink, of and then course. cut to his ap- his apartment, his suite up in the hotel.
1: And within six seconds, her dress is off.
0: Yeah, so it's it's going to be on, and then there's the goons that picked him up at the airport. They ruin the whole thing. They turn on the lights. They have guns. They pick up Plenty O'Toole and throw her right out the window. Hey, what the hell is
1: this? A pervert's convention or something? And
0: they're not on the first floor. No. <laughs>
1: they're really up high.
0: And this was probably my favorite line of the movie, I think. I mean, this was, yes. I thought was pretty funny. Yes. Because Bond goes to the window when she, uh, Plenty O'Toole lands in a pool.
1: Yeah, and she's fine.
0: She's okay. She's living. And Bond says something to the effect of like, wow, that was a really great shot. <laughs> the guy goes, I didn't know there was a pool down there. I didn't know there was a pool down there. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. That was really funny. (laughs) Um, And for that little wisecrack, Bond socks him in the face. But it turns out Tiffany Case is in his bedroom. And she wants to talk to him, among other things. And so it's pretty much okay. They start making plans that they are going to get the diamonds back. And they together... Are going to leave and go to Tokyo. Of course, Bond's playing her. He sends Tiffany to pick them up, and he has arranged this whole thing with Felix and the CIA, where Tiffany's going to pick up the diamonds. I believe the the idea is so that she will eventually lead them to the bigger fish in this whole.
1: That's the impression I got.
0: The whole diamonds mud. Yes. Right. Okay. Because um, otherwise, why would you do that? Like, why would you just give her anything? Right. So she goes to Circus Circus and ends up playing like a water balloon
1: game. (laughs) Yeah, because she was at like a blackjack table or something and the guy gives her a card Mm -hmm. that says, why don't you play the water balloons?
0: And so she goes and plays the water balloons, doesn't care at all. She's not even really trying. And this leads... Okay, (laughs) my two favorite lines of the movie are pretty close together. Because this little kid starts complaining (laughs) that Tiffany wins and he's... Calling the whole game rigged. What does Tiffany say back to him?
1: Blow up your pants. Blow up your pants.
0: <laughs> and she just walks away with the diamonds.
1: I think she was insulted because the kid said, What is that, your mom? <laughs> yeah.
0: blow up your pants
1: blow up your pants was her response to that
0: i (laughs) so want to use that on somebody someone who's just giving me attitude i just want to say blow up your pants what does
1: that mean i don't know blow up your pants i have no idea
0: like what would you like even say to that like can you imagine (laughs) saying that to somebody now like it'd be so weird (laughs) so i that's my goal
1: when somebody makes you mad in traffic that's right, I want you to stick your head out the window.
0: Get them to roll down their window. I'm going to say... Blow up your pants. <laughs> Just look at the look of confusion they give me. <laughs> so Tiffany runs from... Uh, they've got goons all over, CIA goons all over the place. They're mm-hmm. going to grab her as soon as she's you know got diamonds. The government loses her. This deck scene was confusing to me. This was maybe the most confusing part of the movie, in my okay. opinion. After Tiffany loses the goons... And from the CIA, Bond talks to them and he's like, you lost him, didn't you? And they're like, yeah. "Yeah." yeah. So he kind of just knows where to go find her. How does he know though? That's the thing I don't get. Like, Tiffany goes to a house, some house. Oh yeah, okay. Bond is chilling out back by the pool. She comes in and she's talking to him. She's like, how dare you? How dare you come here? Yeah, because everyone pretty much expects Tiffany to just run off with all the diamonds and not meet Bond and not honor their agreement. To stay together so she goes well why is my black wig in the pool and they look and it's plenty
1: it's plenty o'toole plenty
0: o'toole in another pool Um, this time she's dead she's dead she's she's chained down to the bottom of the pool and bond is like poor girl she probably came here looking for you but like why like there's no relationship tiffany and plenty are never on screen together
1: right like how did plenty know where to go what was that place yeah for Plenty so, to say, I want to go there.
0: Right. And so that's that's why I think Plenty got super shortchanged. Because I feel like there's more to the story. I don't know. I feel like there were some deleted scenes or something. But Yeah, I mean,
1: that's a good point. You
0: know, Plenty just didn't have much to do. Didn't, yeah. unfortunately. Like, really, she could have been cut out of the film. Because she was only there to kind of be a gold digger for Bond. And he went up to the suite with her. And then the goons were there. But really... Bond could have just gone to the suite and had the same conversation with Tiffany without Plenty being involved.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: And Plenty didn't need to be in the pool dead because there's nothing that that really led to. So at this point, Tiffany just pretty much is like, okay, who are you really? She knows he's not Peter Franks. He's not telling her the whole story. And that's another thing that they just skip over. They cut out of it to where they're following the casino manager. And so we just assume, because later she calls him James, but we never see him actually say, I'm James Bond, oh, I'm this, here's a whole story. I never caught that. Yeah, they don't ever say. They just move on. So like you've really gotta follow all the dialogue. Yeah, or there's yeah. it's it can be a little difficult to follow on this one, I thought. They follow Bert Saxby, he's a casino manager, to this gas station. He is the right hand of a guy named Willard White, who Ooh. owns the casino. James sneaks into the back of this courier van, and Tiffany follows in this awesome hot ride. <laughs> they go to this place called W-Tektronics. James sneaks his way in, sees a bunch of satellite parts, and then gets caught. <laughs> I love this.
1: In a very Pee-Wee's Big Adventure-esque kind of escape, <laughs> he... Is running through what? What is it? Is it just? A...
0: I don't know what they were doing. They were. They looked like they were practicing doing things on the moon. <laughs> so all of a sudden it just cuts and there's like this scene of astronauts on the moon in space, and then James Bond just yeah. running through it in a suit. Yeah,
1: yeah, because he's like hiding behind one of the rocks, and they're like, there he is behind the rocks, <laughs> and he gets out and he jumps and he's running through these rocks through these astronauts who are walking real slow, as
0: if there's no gravity.
1: Right, exactly and so he's looking around he jumps in this rover which is a real rover it's not just like a prop and jumps in it and
0: and drives away and he breaks out of the entire compound and then it's this again sort of (laughs) peewee's big adventure chase scene where all these guards are jumping in cars and they're chasing him and nobody can get him nobody can get him and but it's not like bond is doing this evasive driving he's just driving the rover and cars are wrecking around him they're like going over these cliffs and like hitting ditches And the cars are just blowing up (laughs) and and, and breaking down. And James is just driving this little
1: rover. He's not even touching them. No, he's not.
0: So then there's dudes on three-wheelers and they're trying and they're doing these big jumps and wiping out. He just is driving. Like you could easily (laughs) drive up next to him or shoot the tire or whatever. But, you know, it's fun. James secretly jumps out of the rover and they're all still chasing it. Oh, yeah. Which is also kind of comic. And he jumps on one of the three-wheelers and just hauls back to where Tiffany is in the hot rod. Yes. And the guards see them take off, and they're, they decide, oh. we're going to call the sheriff of right. Las Vegas. Yes.
1: Yeah, the, the big car chase. Um, the sheriff sees them, tries to pull them over. They stop, and then as soon as the sheriff gets out of the car, they take off.
0: They go back to the bridal suite at the White House, the casino owned by Willard White. And Willard White is a guy who no one has seen or heard from in like five years. So he's this recluse. James, he walks out of his window onto the roof of the his floor of the casino and walks right on top of the elevator, uses a grapple gun and shimmies his way up to the top and goes into Willard White's penthouse suite. James is walking around the penthouse and it is revealed that Blofeld is alive and there's two of them. So he has his... Uh, His
1: clones.
0: His face-off clone of himself. His (laughs) face. And Blofeld has been masquerading as Willard White for quite some time. So the real Willard White is missing. Bond decides he's had enough and shoots one of the Blofelds. Yeah, he he kicks the cat at one of them. Yeah, and, and uses that as a distraction. But he ends up getting the wrong Blofeld. And Blofeld makes Bond get into the elevator and then gasses him. And then our two assassins, Mr. Went and Mr. Kidd, <laughs> show ones, up.
1: Yeah, they're the ones who find him, drag him out.
0: Because <laughs> Blofeld could have just shot him. He yes. had a gun. That's the whole point. He had a gun on him, and that's why James went into the elevator. Could have just shot him. Like, but no. Over. But no. He gasses him in the elevator, and then Mr. Kidd and Mr. Went pick him up. They throw him in the trunk of their car. They take him out into the desert and they drop him unconscious into this weird pipe in like the middle of a construction zone. And the pipe is then put into the ground and sealed along with other pipes in the morning. So there's plenty of time for James to have woken up or just fallen out of the pipe when they moved <laughs> it. So it's really a really complicated plot to kill James Bond that, of course, does not work. You know, they open up this hatch and lo and behold, James Bond crawls out in his tux. Bond was talking to Blofeld. They discovered that how he's able to impersonate Willard White is because he has this machine that mimics Willard White's voice. Yes. So what Bond does is he gets Q to build one. James calls Blofeld and impersonates the casino manager and says, hey, James Bond's alive. We got to move the real Willard White. And that tricks Blofeld into giving up the real Willard White's location so they go to the rescue to this house where he's supposed to be and Willard White has a couple guards there looking over him. Bambi and Thumper. Yep you're up Bambi. (laughs) You're up Thumper.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bambi and Thumper. So of course it's these sexy gymnast type girls and hi i'm bambi i'm thumper and they're doing cartwheels all around and it turns out that they are just hardcore chicks that just beat the hell out of him
0: eventually they all end up in the pool
1: yes well they throw him out the window into a pool
0: yeah that's the second time someone's thrown out of a window into a pool
1: that's true. There's a there's a pool thing going on. Yeah. So they throw them out the window into the water and then just like sexy dive in. They could have just jumped, but they have <laughs> to like sexy dive in. And they're both in there together trying to push... James's head into the water. Yeah. And, and it seems like they're kind of successful for a while. They actually have him down there for a little bit.
0: Yeah, pretty much until the government runs in and then James just sort of pops out and puts their heads under yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah. You know, he just gets... He muscles them down there. So they finally admit that Willard White is downstairs. And th- he's just hanging out, taking a shower. Yeah. You know, he's happy to be freed and everything, but uh, he doesn't seem to be suffering a whole lot. No. Um, meanwhile... Tiffany Case is with Q in a casino. When she's there, she sees a woman carrying a cat.
1: Yeah, like an older woman.
0: Yeah. Yeah, carrying a cat, and she thinks that's strange. She follows the person and is shoved into the car, and we find out it's Blofeld and drag. <laughs> he makes an ugly woman. He sure does. But he's got the cat. So Blofeld now has Tiffany. So Willard... Bond, the CIA, they go back to the tech lab. The satellite that James saw is gone. Yeah. Um, They make a quick call to Vandenberg Air Force Base, and they say, oh, yeah, that's on a rocket that launched 24 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. And Blofeld's satellite is on there. They can't control the rocket, and they learn they can't abort the rocket. So this satellite, with all these diamonds on it, is put into place, and it shoots a missile that's in the silo in North Dakota, and it blows up. Which I'm pretty sure if that happened, it'd probably be way worse than they showed in the movie. Yeah, it was are... just like a little like,
1: putsy blow-up.
0: Yeah, putsy blow-up.
1: <laughs> I can't think of that a That sounds experience. like another Bond character.
0: <laughs> putsy blow-up. The, they also shoot a Russian submarine. Um, so Blofeld has the world hostage with this laser satellite with all the diamonds. They're trying to figure out where he's at. They don't know. Bond is sort of talking to Willard, and they're looking at this big map, and they're like, well, he could be on any one of your properties. He could be here. He could be here. He could be in Baja. And Willard's like, I don't have anything in Baja. Yeah,
1: yeah. I have nothing there. And then it shoots to Baja.
0: The oil rig. There's an oil rig. Yes. Outside of Baja. (laughs) And it's kind of funny, because the approach they take is just very walk-through-the-front-door kind of thing. They... Everybody knows that there's a plane approaching. The bad guys know. The The door to the plane opens. One person parachutes down. And James is inside this big silver inflatable thing. He was
1: the bubble boy. He's the bubble
0: boy. And he walks right up to the oil yeah. rig in this thing. And they haul him out. He doesn't sneak in. No. No subterfuge. He's yeah. He just walks up in a big silver mm-hmm. bubble. Yeah. Because he's James Bond,
1: and Tiffany sees him, and she's just sunbathing, reading a magazine, and she sees him, and it almost seems like she's no longer on his team.
0: I think she was kind of playing both sides, maybe a little bit. I think she was just kind of doing what she had to do to survive and be in the best situation. Yeah, but she's still definitely team Bond. Yes, Blofeld is again, you know, spilling the beans on all these plans that he's doing. It. it Turns out that the satellites are programmed by what's basically a cassette tape. So while they're talking to Blofeld, Tiffany grabs it and slips it to James. They get it all switched around. Yeah. They accidentally end up putting it back into the satellite. She does. (laughs) Yeah. And then the CIA and the government comes in with their choppers, massive fighting. They take James and they stuck him into this room to be held captive, right? He gets out by the the hatch on the floor. Yeah. It's just a door. They stick him in there and there's
1: a door out. <laughs> there may as well have just been like a big exit sign.
0: <laughs> so he drops a rope down through because he's looking down into the water. And he slides down the rope and he just starts crawling around. James. James no problem. Yeah. James starts crawling around in the ropes. The one main scientist who built the satellite says they should just give up. Blofeld... Threatens his life and says, carry on with everything or I'm going to shoot you. And immediately afterwards, heads to his own little escape pod, his own submarine.
1: And he's wanting to be lowered. And so he's like radioing up to the guy controlling it and saying, lower me down, lower me down. So of course, Bond comes. He takes the guy controlling the submarine, and just catapults him out, and he takes over. Bond decides he's going to have a little fun, drops him into the water really hard, and then he's picking him up, and he's dropping him again, and he's picking him up, and he's swinging him all over the place. And Blofeld doesn't know what's going on, and he's screaming at the guy. Bond's kind of smiling. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> Tiffany comes running up. Bond tells her to grab a gun and shoot because there's people shooting at them.
1: So he, she picks up the gun and says, here, and is handing it to him. And he says, no shoot <laughs> she's like
0: what <laughs> she tries and the gun is just too much for her and the recoil just sends her right off the back of the oil rig oh, yeah. into the water parts of the oil rig are blowing up Blowfeld's submarine went into the computer room that's all exploding james jumps off of the oil rig cut to a cruise ship movie's done so you think so you think he is on a cruise ship with tiffany they're gonna sail off Mr. Kidd and Mr. Wint Mm -hmm. are on board.
1: Yep. And they're right there in their white coats with room service. They've got the table that they wheel in with this fancy meal. Bond and Tiffany are like, we we didn't order any of this. And Bond
0: doesn't recognize them because every time he's run into them, he's been unconscious or the other time he got knocked unconscious.
1: So, of course, they come in and they say, no, no, no compliments of the ship. They're talking about this great cake which of course is just a
0: bomb <laughs> a ticking bomb a ticking a ticking bomb they're serving wine and then bond outs them like he, he recognizes the aftershave or something that one of them's wearing yeah
1: that's right that's right he talks about the aftershave they mess
0: up like the wine and they attack one of them sets these two big kebab things
1: oh yeah on yeah. Fire. it and was yeah the guy who's the one with the crazy hair is that mr kid
0: i think it's mr kid okay He comes around the table and he's going to try to stab and burn them. (laughs) So Bond
1: just picks up a bottle of booze, breaks it, throws it at him. So, of course, his arms and the rest of him just catch on fire.
0: He goes up in flames, hard and quick. Yeah, really quick. And jumps overboard himself. (laughs) The other guy, he's fighting and ends up sticking the bomb to him and flipping him over the side of the the boat. And he explodes.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Tiffany and James look out to the stars, and they want to go get those diamonds up in the sky.
1: I think I have to say I found it hard to follow.
0: It's so fast. They put so much into it. Yeah. It might have helped a tad bit if we'd seen the rest of the movies, you know, just knowing who some of the characters are.
1: Yeah, maybe. But
0: even still, like, so much happened off screen. So
1: I would not give this a super high rating.
0: What would you give it? 1 to 100. Let's do percentage. Rotten, oh. rotten Tomatoes style. Oh. Rotten Cheese or Fresh Cheese style.
1: Honestly, probably high 50s, low 60s. Hmm.
0: I would say I'd give it 72.
1: So you would watch an earlier one? Definitely. How many Bond movies are out there
0: now? They're going on 25, I believe. What? Yeah.
1: Twenty-five Bond movies? Yes. I did not know it was that high. And
0: evidently, Daniel Craig wanted to quit, and now he said maybe not. Oh, and I'm sorry. Actually, there are 25. So 25 is done. Spectre was 25. The latest one with Daniel Craig. So Daniel Craig has done four.
1: Who would be a horrible pick for the next Bond? A
0: horrible? Oh, that's a good question. Ashton Kutcher?
1: Ashton Kutcher. Oh my God.
0: He would be pretty bad.
1: That would be... that. You're right. That would be a, ba- a bad Bond. I'm going to say James Franco. <laughs> he would
0: be... Yeah, he'd be pretty <laughs> bad. Did you enjoy your diamond-themed 10th episode anniversary? No. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I know it's the purpose of this, but no. No? I... I This was definitely one of the lower-ranked movies out of all the
0: podcast movies. Wow. I'm going to have to try harder for the 20th. Yeah. But did you enjoy it? Overall, yes. I I mean, there are certainly probably more fun movies we've watched, I will admit. Um, But I didn't really know what to expect going into this. So I I had fun watching a Bond movie. But in terms of what we've done, you know, we've had some crazier ones. Yeah. That's okay.
1: Yeah. It's okay. Okay.
0: So diamonds are not forever.
1: Not in my book. Are we out of time?
0: I think we're out of time. I gotta go to bed.
1: I gotta go to bed.
0: I gotta work tomorrow.
1: I, I have to work tomorrow.
0: You have to get up with the kid, too.
1: I, it is your turn to wake up with the kid. So,
0: if you like what uh, we're doing here on the my. podcast, we're looking for uh, some positive reviews. <laughs> uh, you know, some good rankings on iTunes or whatever service you're using to find us. We also now have a call-in line. Yes! We can take your phone calls and we will edit them into the podcast and we will respond to your awesome questions.
1: The phone number is 978 410 wing
0: 10 Wing Media is our production company. It's what we release this podcast through. And so, yes, that's 978-4 and then the number 10, Wing. Call us, talk to us, let us know how you feel about Bond, you know, any of the other films we've been watching. Um, We enjoy hearing your comments, your feedback, um, your crazy stories.
1: Would we accept requests?
0: We would. I think we would accept requests. We probably should do an audience request now that we've done ten of these. That could be interesting. So call in and give us some uh, requests of what movies you'd like us to watch. You can contact us on Facebook, on Twitter. You can email us at contact at 10wingmedia.com. And until next time, she's Mrs. Hulls. He's Mr. Holes. And we will see you next time on Man... Woman... Movie.
1: Blow up your pants.